and Kesekano simply fly the wireless air from Armies Boy. Marbusha just in front. Tremonto tries to come back. Kesekano further back on the field, but Marbusha's in front near the line. Punched out Marbusha. Marbusha's won. Welcome to Bris Vegas, our custom built Queensland winter carnival show. I want to tell you what, it is winter in Melbourne, and these boys up in Queensland have got the right idea. Tommy Henjack, the Windsor Weasel, and Johnny McLeod. And they've got pockets full of money after last week's show. Mabusha, boom, didn't it uh, win impressively? Welcome to the show, guys. Yes, mate, what's doing? It is a bit cold up here too. It's been rubbed up a little bit. <laughs> it is. It's not as bad as what you were saying down there, rain and cold, mate. Nah, it's awful. What about you, Tommy? You been? What have you been doing to keep warm? Oh, yeah, not much. I'm rugged up here. I don't handle the cold very much, but I was uh, quickly up the train home yesterday afternoon after work. Mate, uh, looks like you've been really, really busy on Twitter and uh, probably rubbing up our good friend Johnny Walter the wrong way. Some very interesting uh, revelations on Twitter last night. If you haven't seen Tommy's best work, it's at Maps of Brisbane. He is an absolute creep, but luckily he can find us a winner. Now, it was a perfect storm last week at the Gold Coast. Wow, it was uh, it was a tricky track to assess, but you guys nailed it. They're all coming off the fence nice and early, but... Johnny McLeod, Marbusha, the Sydney horse, the fence was off, it was the right jockey, and wasn't at a great ride from Jim Byrne. That was the key. Where was Jim Byrne going to settle this horse? But once he pushed forward, it would have been a fill-up in play as well. But, uh, gee, the stars aligned and massive go that. Yeah, it was off the map. Um, he rode it. It was funny because his first intention when he got out of the gates was to just see what's going on. And uh, I was surprised that he did that, but he made up his mind straight away when uh, – he noticed a lot of horses not going forward and he pushed the button and got around the outside of the leader. And once he did that, they just walked in front and it was just a sprint home. It was just uh, a couple of the jockeys down there or from the south that came up here um, just got them in the right positions and horses, you know, the other horses had to come in the wrong positions and it was just good rides by, by the class jockeys, I'd say. Mm. And uh, the Windsor Weasel was all over Avilius, but it was Zaki who turned the tables. It was backed off the map, and it wasn't the uh, the fastest run race, but it absolutely put a gap in the field. It was a sensational win there, Tommy Henjack. Big things ahead? Yeah, two good, the big teams there. They really honed in on Zaki, as we saw. It just the price kept pummeling throughout the day, and even late, they just keep smashing it now. J-Mac went forward, got into a right position, put in the race, and Jesus come home with some nice um, splits. So it looks to put its hand up as a big winter player over the carnival. Mm, and uh, Chris Waller's been notorious for setting horses up in Queensland, and he's got a three-year-old filly there, Grace and Harmony. Thoughts here? Yeah, I thought it was a nice win. It was a fast tempo. It did get a toe into the race, but it was just a dominant win in the end. It, put three on the trot uh, this preparation and Waller with his three-year-olds, these are big targets for him and he ran the trifecta in the race and looks to set the tone over the carnival again. Mm. It's going to be uh, fantastic viewing for the next couple of weeks. It's only going to heat up. We've got the Group 1 Doombin 10,000. I'm going to talk about that and the Bright Shadow. We've got the Champagne Classic and the Rough Habit. Our show is brought to you by puntingform.com.au. It's Australia's best online form guide and database. All the big syndicates use it, and you can get their raw data to put into your models as well. Uh, we'll take a little bit of a break, and we'll come back with the Champagne Classic. Welcome back to Bruce Vegas, our custom-built Queensland Winter Carnival show. We've got seven episodes left. It's been a, uh, a fill-up the first couple of weeks. 
and we will continue to do so. We've got the Champagne Classic. You've got Tommy Hanjack previewing this one. We've got odds courtesy of topsport.com.au on the screen now. We've got Giannis, 6.50 into 4.60, the early market mover. See you in spring, $6. Tiger of Malay, big drifter, 4.20 out to 6.50. Prince of Boom, 11 into 6.50. Uh, Mayo Tie seven fifty and Tommy's uh, winner for a couple of weeks ago Miss Hipster eight dollars. The uh, we're just going to bring up a replay of Frontman. This is a uh, Fletcher file horse here, and uh, talk us through the replay here, Tommy Turbo. Yep. Uh, so this was his first up run at Eagle Farm um, over twelve hundred. It was a moderate run race. Um, they really sprinted home quick. That last two hundred to my eye, he just really seemed to um, run out of gas. Um, I think he'll take good improvement out of this run. He started his career down in Melbourne, uh, gaining, getting beat by Lightsaber twice, who went on to win the um, Group 2 size produce. So I think he's got a bit of class about him. Uh, sense of timing here. His fourth um, race start, gets J-Mac, low draw, just looks to camp off, which should be a moderate um, speed. And to be honest, I'll, the $16 surprise mouth would have been a bit shorter. But there has been a fair few market moves early when they went up. Mm. It uh, Doomben is a real big um, map place too. You got uh, looking at your speed map there. Frontman just parks in behind them from Barrier Five. It's uh, it's a massive advantage there. And even uh, the other horse you talk of, Prince of Boom, has been well backed. He uh, he's got the plum draw as well. Barrier One. Yep, uh, he made his um, debut on Sunday actually up at the sunny coast. Um, the rail was in the true up there, so. Where he was was the right part of the track, but, geez, they put the cash on and he'd come home in really good time. He looks to have a fair bit of class about him, but he might get buried buried back on the rails here, which is some concern. Um, the horse I also really wanted to be with was the horse that we tipped up two weeks ago, Miss Hipstar. I'm just not sure what Larry does from gate 12. We saw um, last preparation when she drew wide both starts. He got caught out on a limb and just... She didn't really finish off, but loved her resumption over a thousand meters. She's going to improve second up. She's going to improve up to twelve hundred, and it was just really nice to see that she um she put the writing on the wall that what she did last preparation she's backed it up and come up in good order. So yeah, Miss Hipstone Frontman is the way I'm going to play the race. Mm, what about you, Johnny? Last week after uh, Miss Hipstar came out and won, you said she was a horse to follow. Do you think 1,200 will suit her here or will you wait more one more for uh, the 1,400 metre run next? Well, I think it'll definitely suit her, but it's just a, you know, that map really worries me that what Tom's got. You know, it seems like it's going to have to work a little bit to get around. Um, you know, I think this track could play um, away from the fences, you know, so that's going to be a positive. Um, I don't think the inside part of the track is going to be the best. So, I, um, you know, if he does, if he can get some sort of cover three wide with a bit of cover, I think um, she's still right in the race. So I had a look. I was down there the day that Frontman got beaten at Eagle Farm, and it definitely was new and it had improvement in it, and it wasn't the right type for an Eagle Farm track. Um, so. You know, getting away from there onto the doom and track, um, you know, improvement under its belt, it's definitely got a chance. It, it, the only problem with it, I've got to admit, it a number of times it's, you know, skied the towel. So it might have a bit of pussycat in it. So uh, I don't know. Um, it, it's a bit of a watch and see this one. It's race five, so we'll be able to see whether their fence is off. And if the fence is off, well, then Miss Hipstar's got a nice chance, I think.
Mm. If uh, if you want John's late mail thoughts, you can head to Matt, MacBet Tips and uh, get his uh, last minute updates. He does little three to uh, five minute out videos for his subscribers. So make sure you check that out for sure. Race six is uh, is an interesting race here. The Rough Habit Plate, two thousand meter race for three year olds, and the one they've backed here is uh, is Senior Toba. It's been 370 into 350. High Supremacy, 330. Coco, 550. Kukaracha, 13 into 11. And Achiever, $11. And uh, Johnny, you're going to talk through this one. And uh, Senor Toba is the replay that you've called up here. Yeah, it's nice. We had the grey horse back last. And we had to niggle it a little bit when they went, they sprinted, the leader sprinted on him. And um, the other horse that's in the red cap in front of him, he's um, High Supremacy. Now, these two are the favourites in this race tomorrow. And, you know, just the way Senor Tenor uh, Toba, you know, just knuckled down and put his head down and just uh, was getting away from him, strong at the finish. Um, the, the the little concern here is Dooman um, and how far he's going to get back. Like, he's going to be back in probably the last four, I'd say. And um, if it was Eagle Farm and, uh, you know, 2200, I'd say just a good thing. But again, it's a matter of um, if this track's playing a little bit wide and uh, he can just rev up a little bit, get it moving, and um, he'll be hard to beat or hard to hold out. I've seen a couple of Wallace horses go into this race over the last two or three years, and um, he's won in, you know, nearly every one that he's put his, put the right horse in. So uh, I'm, I'm expecting he's found the right horse again. It's going to be strong at the finish. And as I said, the one to run down is High Supremacy, the one that runs second there. He's going to get probably a two to three length break on uh, Senior Toba, but I think just the way we looked at there, he's going to improve just as much as High Supremacy and be strong, you know, in the finishing end. Mm, definitely. Yeah, he really got into his work. It was... Uh... Uh, yeah, the work of a horse that uh, really finds a line, and that's what we're after. It's similar to uh, Tommy Turbo's work on Twitter this week, just really hunting uh, hunting it as hard as he can. <laughs> just, as we said, doesn't leave a stone on turn. Oh. <laughs> My parents watch this show. They just must be absolutely ashamed in what I've become. <laughs> can you uh, add any thoughts there on the race, uh, Tommy Turbo, Senor Toba? Uh, yeah, Senor Toba is probably the one I want to be with as well. It's still lightly raised from Barrier 7. I think it can just blend in nicely, get on the back of a horse like High Supremacy or Achiever possibly. And, yeah, I think Kukarach from Gate 2 gets a nice run as well. So they're the two I'm looking at. Obviously, mm. Waller has a strong grip over this race. He's got a fair few runners here. Mm. Yeah. I'd uh, yeah, having known uh, Coco and a couple of these uh, runners, I would have thought that uh, it'll be yeah, he'll have a mortgage on this race in October if he can reproduce that finish. Uh, if you're betting ha- this weekend, make sure you check out topsport.com.au. They're Australia's biggest betting bookie. They've been uh, in the game for about 30, 35 years. Lloyd and Tristan up there on the Gold Coast. They're smart people. They wouldn't be down here in the Melbourne winter and they'll be betting all winter carnival. So make sure you get an account with topsport.com.au and support the bookie that supports us. We're uh, going to take a short little break and we're going to come back with the Doom and 10,000 and the Bright Shadow. Welcome back to Bruce Vegas, our Queensland Winter Carnival show. I'm your host, Scoot. I've got Tommy Turbo, the Windsor Weasel, up there on the Gold Coast with uh, Johnny McLeod. And it's time to talk Doom and 10,000. We're getting serious. We're getting into the Group 1 action here. And uh, you guys will 
know plenty of these horses. Uh, we've got odds courtesy of topsport.com.au on the screen. Eduardo's been the one they've backed early, 250 in a 195. Absolute known leader. Wild Ruler, 480. Trekking's been 650 to 750. Splintex was a massive go in his last start win, 950. Here he is. And Vega won, a horse that I've tipped up as a horse to follow. But uh, this is a tricky, tricky race. And we're going to have a look at the replay of Eduardo in the TJ Smith. And, uh, Tommy, uh, how short would a horse like Nature Strip be in a race like this? But um, Eduardo's there on in the lead. Yeah, off this run, you'd think Nature Strip would be pretty short, probably around the $1.50, $1.40 mark. Um, Eduardo here in the line, just that last 50 metres is what really – concerned me but in saying that there's not really much chasing him here and it looks the main the best lead up by far you got 35 days off coming out of a tj smith it was a pretty genuine tempo and they did come home in pretty good sectional so everyone on racing tweet is tipping him um you can <laughs> definitely see why um it's hard to find a chink in his armor to be honest other than that last 15 meters but I mean, there's not much really chasing him, is there? Like, I don't really want to be with a horse like Wild Ruler. Um, I went back and watched the um, Galaxy over 1,100 metres. Eduardo brained both Wild Ruler and Splintex there, but he did get the race kind of to a suit. Um, I thought Splintex out of that run was probably a bit better than Wild Ruler. Um, so Splintex is probably the one I might save on. And I think Wild Ruler fresh here. I mean, not Wild Ruler. Um, is it Wild Planet? Horses yep. thing, yeah. Wild Planet. I think it goes like a bomb fresh, but it might just be looking for a little bit further first up. But yeah, obviously Eduardo really hard to beat. Mm, the uh, looking at your speed map there, it's a it's definitely an ominous picture, and you can see why they've taken the uh, the two fifty and into one ninety five Eduardo. When I guess yeah, the captain obvious team on Twitter has found it as well. Splintex looks like it's going to get a charm run and. I tell you what, uh, Trekking's not a bad closer, uh, Johnny, and uh, so is Graf. I think both, or Trekking, will definitely be fitter from his first up assignment. Uh, any chance of run on? You said they'll be off the fence, Johnny. Yeah, well, it's, Trekking. He was disappointing the other day. You know, he, he tracked up perfectly, got the split, went to him, and then uh, you know skied the towel. So it was very disappointing. He did look like he was going to improve a little bit in the yard, though. But you know, really. He's going to have to improve lengths to to get near Eduardo. You know, like I know the reason for his you know him getting beat the other day or the last time was they said that they didn't let him run. Now um, that just means that they're going to let him run here, and <laughs> if he's going to get away from the fence and spears out three to four off the fence, and you know uh, I can't see them. They all I'll see is his tail. No, it's just, um, you know, if you, his run was better than, no no doubt better than uh, Nature Strip a couple of starts ago when he, when he fought back on the inside and got him down. And um, if you can forgive that run the other day a little bit, well, then, you know, he's a two's on shot. So, mm. uh, you know, you've got a leader, a group one, you know, fully fledged group one horse against these that are not group one horses again, apart from trekking. Um, who's not, you know, maybe not come back. Um, I just see that, you know, Eduardo will win. Got, like, you know, before his run the other day, they were, they were touting him as being the best sprinter in the world after mm. that run. Mm. You know, so they've gone from one extreme to the next. Uh, um, 
to be racing up here against above, you know, a bunch of uh, Group Three horses. And it, um, I, again, I was saying the same thing about trekking the other day. I thought it'd be too good for him, but he just didn't uh, come up. And, yeah. Whereas this one is, um, you know, it's a matter of whether you can forgive his run the other day. If you can forgive him, he's who's on shot. So if you're going to take even money, mm. you know, it's even money whether he returns or he doesn't. If he doesn't return, he still can probably win. Yeah. And if he returns to his run two starts ago, he's a two's on shot. So yeah. But um, yeah, like if you're backing, you're trying to backtracking back into form off that last start run. But the gate is also just horrendous for him from gate ten. Mm. Um. Like, you'd expect them to probably go back and, yeah, there's still that question mark on whether he's come back as a six-year-old gelding this preparation. So, yeah, he's got a lot against him and there's a lot of um, conjecture around the three-year-olds and whether they're up to wait for age, um, this crop. So, obviously, Eduardo's just so well in here and you'd expect to see him start shorter than $2. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think you're right, and I don't mind the little jockey jockey upgrade there. Nash Rawilla is riding sensationally. He's been a jockey that uh, you guys have uh, have tipped in the past, and he's been uh, safe as houses. Nash Rawilla. Let's uh, let's have a look at race eight, the bright shadow for uh, fillies and mares. We've got odds courtesy of topsport.com.au up on the screen now. We've got a theories the one they've backed. Three seventy into three dollars thirty. Intrepidacious six into four sixty. Outback Barbie seven to six fifty. Fiesta seven fifty. Blazing Miss has been a go from the Mark Newnham camp. Nineteen into twelve dollars, and a lot of these are going towards the Tatsiara. So it's a uh, it's a stepping stone for some, and others will be wound up to win here. But uh, the replay we've got here, Johnny, is a theory at uh, at Eagle Farm. Talk us through this one. This is the last time he was here. You can see him fourth too wide in the blue colours there just behind him. I think it was blazing uh, miss on the outside of him in the white in the white blaze. But here he was just held up a little bit here and then got the split and just dashed through and, uh, you know, just showed a good turn of foot and got away from him. Um, you know, the horses run second and third, go, you know, quite good. Um, the one that's run fifth doesn't go that bad as well, you know, so... But I just think um, a theory here, you've got to forgive his run the other day. I think it was at Hawkesbury when he mm. just was in the perfect spot, got held up and he got no nowhere to move. He's got that little bit of, um, you know, fitness under his belt and, and that, you know, oh, tensed up aggression to come because he wasn't, uh, he was no um, no run there. I think he's just going to put himself in a perfect position here. There's not a lot of speed on here and trepidatious will go forward. Express Venus, he's first up. It'll probably go forward a little bit with in good times with a wide gate, but they'll all slide over. They won't go too quickly. Theory will get, you know, probably fifth too wide and come out to the right part of the track and, uh, and be very hard to hold out. I, I was, I did think Blazing Miss had a chance as well because it was no, no run the other day at Hawkesbury as well. And, uh, it's shown ability up here and it was going to get the perfect run, but, this inside part of the track is a little concerned, you know, at this time of day for sure and certain. So I'm looking to back a theory. I, uh, I was going to, well, I have had something on Blazing Mist, but I'm, I am a little concerned. Um, horses like um, Intrepidations, I, I was a touch disappointing with, the, uh, with it the other day when it loomed up and it just didn't want to put them away, you know, just, just wanted to plug away. Um, and so I just don't know whether there's fitness there or not, but he's, he's going to get a nice run up on the speed. But uh, we've got a, I've got him around about $5, $6. I think he wants a little bit more than the market. 
But um, Outback Barbie's another one that's going to get back on the field and run on. Went good the other day in Sydney, but it's got this 15 gate, and if they don't go too hard in front, it's going to make it pretty hard for her to get over the top of them. So I think this is a nice bet on the theory. I, you know, I think it's just going to get the right run. Mm, I'm quietly confident there from Johnny. So, yeah, there's uh, there's a couple of confident ways to play here. Senior Toba, uh, they've taught me into that for sure. Frontman is Tommy Turbo's best value bet. And a theory there looks a good way to go. Let's have a look at uh, a couple of the top sport big bets. We've got uh, the Champagne Classic, Prince of Boom. As we said, it was a bit of a market mover. Race five, number seven. And uh, this could be... Uh, this could be either of your, your guys' bet in the 10,000. Someone's had uh, $5,000.95 Eduardo, so missed the price there slightly, but uh, it looks like a good way to be. So they're not the uh, the worst two tickets you can find. Any uh, any final thoughts before we let you go, Johnny? No, that's about all. I, I'm pretty confident with this meeting. It's just a matter of um, getting them into the right spot sort of thing. You know, I, I think there's, there's a lot of horses here away from the top three or four that can't win, you know, so there's only three or four chances in, in most of those races that we've actually said. So, um, you know, if we can, out of those three and four, we can rule one or two of those out because of the way the track's playing or whatever it is, well, then we can, um, you know, chips in. Mm, what about you, Turbo? Yeah, I love betting at Dermot's. I can't wait to get back there on Saturday and hopefully this time next week I've still got a uh, smile on my face. <laughs> I'm sure you are. Uh, you're always up and about. But uh, macbet.com.au is where you need to uh, head if you want more of those guys' action. Get them in the last three to five minutes just to uh, clarify what's going on there up in uh, Brisbane. But uh, big thanks to punningform.com.au. Can't do the form without punningform and topsport.com.au. They are Australia's biggest betting bookie. Uh, without them, we uh, we couldn't get the streams up and going and the big professionals, that's who they be- bet big with when they're betting on Saturdays. But uh, make sure you uh, tune in next week to our Bris Vegas show and uh, we'll help help you keep finding the winners throughout the Queensland Carnival. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks, Tommy. Really? Cheers, Thanks, guys. That's enough for us. And uh, make sure you continue to follow us on Little Birdie TV on YouTube, on uh, Apple Podcast, on Little Birdie Podcast, and also on SoundCloud and Spotify. We're everywhere. Thanks, guys.